Welcome to this episode of the TACRAG podcast. My name is Kevin Nelson and I'm your host. In this episode, I get to, I had the opportunity to have a conversation with Mr. Brandon Eckenrode, uh, who is the Managing Director of the Collision Repair Education Foundation, CREF, and really just an overview of what CREF is, how they support our industry, um, all of the ways in which, I mean, I, I did not understand all of what they do uh, for the industry, but it's wonderful. And there's an opportunity at the end, if you would like to support them uh, financially before the end of the year, uh, there's a there's an opportunity that Brandon lays out for you. But I hope you enjoy this conversation. Well, welcome, everybody, to the, po the TACRAD podcast. I'm happy to have on here with me this afternoon, Mr. Brandon Eckenrod, who is the Managing Director of the Collision Education Repair Foundation. Did I say all that right? Close. Collision Repair Education Foundation. Collision, C-R-E-F. That's right. I, I, what did I put education repair before? All right. So C-R-E-F. So Brandon, I, let's let's start this conversation as if nobody knows what C-R-E-F is. Tell, tell us what what is the, the Collision Repair Education Foundation? Sure. And thank you, Kevin, for having me on. So the Collision Repair Education Foundation is a national 501c3 charity within the collision industry. And we are trying to tackle with the help and support of our industry partners like National Coatings, Single Source, um, the, the issue that we know everyone's facing when it comes to a need for entry-level staff. This industry, like the other technicals trades, is facing that aging workforce so what we specifically do is work to help support the high school and college collision repair, auto body repair, school programs, students, and instructors nationwide. So this is everything from a high school shop class to a technical college to a community college. We're going out on behalf of the industry and trying to attract students to these schools and to the industry support the schools that need this industry support now more than ever because they're facing limited program budgets, yet the expectations on them are to graduate properly trained entry-level staff ready for employment. And then last but not least, connecting these students with the industry partners and employers around the country and showcasing that there are many different types of companies that need people. Uh, while the biggest need I think it's fair to say is the repair technicians at the body shops, the collision facilities. But what we also like to do is showcase that there's a place for them, even if they might not be into the physically repairing the cars, there's a place for them in many different industry segments. Um, and we're able to do that through our industry partners nationwide. All right. Now I'm going back to what you, something that you said earlier in that, and that is you're trying to attract students into this. And how do you do that? With, for example, here in here in Wake County, we have Wake Tech, and they've just they've just opened up a huge new beautiful facility. But how how would you come into a market and try to help us support that that uh, that college in attracting students? So there's several different kind of initiatives that we have. Um, some of them are making these programs look attractive, so that if there are prospective students coming by and looking at the many different technical programs. Through our industry partners, we help make these programs look like professional learning environments so that they have an attractive front-facing um, kind of image so that they're not the, you know, that dark, dingy body shop that many perceive and or some of these schools might have that image, not only to no fault of the instructor, um, but we're able to come in and 
you know, whether it's, you know, making the programs look professional with brand new painted um, walls, brand new epoxied floors, um, you know, brand new uniforms for the students. Um, there's things that we can do to, again, make these programs look professional and attractive for students to consider. Um, there's things like we like to call it influencing the influencers. So those um, that might have a uh, an impact on the student's decision, whether to go the traditional four-year college route or the, the technical route, we've got um, projects and initiatives in terms of getting in front of the school counselors, which we've always heard is that they're the gatekeepers of, you know, you're a bad kid, you used to go down to shop class and get out of my hair because you don't have any four-year college potential. So um, actually earlier this year, we were the one of the top sponsors at the American School Counselor Association Conference. So this event down in uh, July in Austin, Texas, gathered over 4,000 school counselors from around the country. And we were there to help kind of represent the industry, talk about the different career paths that are available, the earning potential that we all know is possible. But we're starting to get in front of those school counselors who are telling us, we get it. We need to start embracing the technical fields uh, more and understanding that it is a an accepted path for students to consider. And then we also, last but not least, um, there's some projects and fundraisers that we've got going on that will hopefully put us out in front of the general public. So we announced this project back in 2021 at SEMA, but it's called Operative Talent. And it's a fundraiser that involves the rebuilding of a 69 Camaro that's gonna be done by KTL Restorations out on the um, East Coast. But the, the raffle slash fundraiser for this car rebuild will actually fund a, a kind of a national outreach to the general public to showcase this industry. So whether it's commercials about the industry on streaming channels, you know, public service announcements on TV, radio, things like that. So I would encourage anyone that might like to help create or, fun, you know, support that fundraiser. If you go to operativetalent.com, um, you can purchase raffle tickets, you can make a general donation, but the more money we raise with that fundraiser, Kevin, the bigger of a public outreach we can do on behalf of the industry. And again, because we're that neutral 501c3 body, you know, we can be that, um, that entity that helps get the word out with no for-profit intentions. It's just a matter of showcasing the industry so that parents and others who might be, you know, guiding their students or others, they can see that this is a viable career path for them in the future. That's awesome. So that's operativetalent.com. Yep. Operativetalent.com. That'll be very cool. I'll go, I'll absolutely go register for that. Go invest in that, uh, that uh, program. Now, Brandon, where you're part of the industry, but where does the funding for CREF come from? So we've been very fortunate, Kevin, that since 2009, when we, we kind of began this philanthropic focus, we have been able to raise over 500 plus million dollars worth of donations, which includes both monetary and in-kind. But that is coming from the many different industry segments of the industry. So that is everything from suppliers, body shops, tool companies, paint companies, vehicle manufacturers, dealerships, insurance companies. They're all you know, giving to us. And then we are giving and distributing those monetary donations, which help provide student scholarships, um, school grants. But the in-kind donations, which by far are the most amount of support that we get, it's everything from tools, equipment, supplies, consumable, things that these instructors need 
to run their programs to provide that quality technical education, but don't always have the budgets for. So we all know that we're kind of in this um, critical issue of needing students and entry-level staff to come into the industry. So there has never been a more critical time for industry members to be supporting us so that we can support those schools that are in need. Um, and again, because of their facing those limited program budgets, this support sometimes is um, key to keeping these programs around. So we don't wanna see these programs, you know, have to close. And we have heard of good instances where, you know, new programs are being opened up, uh, which is obviously always great to hear. So it's through the many different members of the industry that are making that support possible, which we're obviously always so grateful for. Now, you said like and kind, and like, as you said, that's that's the dry goods, the paint, the tools, the equipment, that kind of stuff. But really, it's the cash donations that really support the schools as far as you said, give them the paint to be able to to paint the walls, epoxy the floors. What's what's the mix of that 500 million that you that you've raised thus far? How much of it is in cash that can really be used where it's needed? So we're we're about getting back to pre-pandemic levels of support, which we typically raise roughly about $2 million in cash donations. And that's coming in from direct donations. Sometimes local, maybe state industry associations will hold fundraisers and those funds come to us. But, you know, it's roughly about $2 million uh, monetary donations that we receive each year um, that is, again, going out to help high school or college collision repair or auto body repair. Sometimes they call it different things, um, instructors, students, and the programs themselves. Awesome. Now, you before we started our conversation, we're recording our conversation, you had, were talking about your budget had been approved. Tell me about how is CREF set up? Like I know all 501c3s have a board that, that has to review and approve everything. Who, who are those folks that are on your board and what process do you go through to get your budget? set and approved sure so we have um just over 20 different board members and they're a, it's a volunteer board but the the board is made up the, of the different segments of the industry so we have you know body shop representation and um, tool paint equipment representation insurance companies um so they have um uh, obviously a, a normal structure like you said of a, a nonprofit board um but each year around this time we we get our you know following year um, budget approved, but they're also helping to provide guidance and feedback and also connect us with other industry partners, which is key in terms of opening up the doors while we are incredibly thankful for the partners that we have. Um, there's many within the industry that are not currently involved with us. And that's another thing that the board helps us with is through some of their maybe, you know, their business context and things like that helps get them introduced to talk about craft ways that they can support us. And then there might also be opportunities where they're helping to get the word out, similar to this conversation, Kevin. You know, it's that form of support can come in many different ways. So just helping to get the word out to say, this is what Kreft is doing. You know, we're trying to help your local schools. So we're able to help sometimes connect people with their local schools so that there's that engagement happening at the local level. Um, but obviously our board is, is helpful in kind of a many different ways. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. So Obviously, we're here coming rolling into year end and there's opportunities that some folks may be looking at it going, hey, I need to make a contribution to an organization. Uh, if someone wanted to make a contribution, if Kevin Nelson wants to make a contribution to CREF, if if a collision center says, oh, yeah, I meant to do that, but I have it. How do we go about making a contribution uh, to CREF? 
Sure. Uh, and thank you for asking, Kevin. Um, as many might be considering a year-end charitable tax-deductible gift, um, I know there's many other great, credible organizations out there, but if you'd like to help kind of support the future of the industry, um, that can be done by visiting collisioneducationfoundation.org. Um, and again, donations are tax deductible because we're a 501c3. And Kevin, what's important to note, um, as a 501c3, we return 90 cents of every dollar that's donated. It goes back to the schools. So we're very lean in our operations. There's not a lot of overhead. Um, and I know that's important for many people to know that the money that they're giving is going towards a great cause and where it should be going. Um, so we're proud of that kind of fact. And we have been a, a charity navigator four out of four star charity for nearly 10 years. And if you're not familiar with Charity Navigator, they evaluate and rate all the charities across the country. And I think roughly about five to 10% of the charities in the country have that four star rating. So we're proud of making sure that we can display that the money's going to where it should. Uh, but again, it's collisioneducationfoundation.org and someone can make a year end tax deductible donation online. And you'll take any amount. We will be happy with any amounts, um, big or small. We, we appreciate the support. So, yes. CollisionEducationFoundation.org.org. And any amount is uh, is welcome. Well, Brandon, I thank you so much for taking a few minutes to be here on the podcast with us. As I told you, we will do everything in our power to get this message out to the industry and get it out before the end of, uh, of this year so that anybody that might be... Uh, might want to make a contribution. We can get it out there to them, but have a, have a Merry Christmas and a happy holiday. Same to you, Kevin. And thank you so much for uh, NCS and single sources continued support. Our pleasure.